0: So please, Avengers, Avengers don't don't sue us, we don't have money. That stoners... will be stoned. And then, the car just floors in, and it's just... It gets like the hell out of there real fast, it crosses like a medium. Remember how I explained there's a difference between Oh, haunted house scream, and a I am about to die scream? Well... I believe that this is more of a I'm about to die scream. Michael kicks the door, the driver's side door open, Hits the gun. She flips it around and blows her own brains out. I'm like, are you kidding me? No problem, Ryan Reynolds. Anything for you. Empowering herself with the power of penis, Yes, yes, it's very weird. If you are in a haunted house that has the walls covered with oil, that should be a red sign. This is a haunted house, not a goddamn O'Reilly's Auto Parts. This can only be one of two things. It's either a video game world, kind of like GTA, Or it's Detroit. Yeah, when you turn on the serial killer that you were interviewing for your news reporting TV show. Yeah, you're kind of fucked. It's a doorway to another realm, my friends. And Providence has brought you to me. We'll go through it together. (sighs) Yep, we'll go through this together, which means you're forced to listen along with me. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to yet another episode of Tyler's Thursday Takes. As you can tell from the beginning of the title of this episode, we are going to be reviewing, oh god, the 2021 movie, Army of the Dead. You're probably asking yourself, why do I already sound so perplexed and out of it for this one because i hate this movie i hate everything about this movie except for the guy that you just listened his name is dieta he is the only character i like in this movie the only resemblance of anything normal in this movie and i also kind of like dave batista but not necessarily in this the only good plus sign to this is is Deata and Guzman. Those are the only fucking people. (laughs) Anyways, Army of the Day came out in 2021. It is an R-rated film of 2 hours and 28 minutes. So if you don't want to get that back, go ahead and watch this movie. You get to, you know, suffer a little bit more. The director of this monstrosity is Zack Snyder. You know, the director that everybody thinks is good, but is actually really shit, and nobody has any other idea other than that? they just think everything he makes is good <laughs> when it's not like the whole p- i'll save it for the end of the review let's just get through the beginning of this so army of the dead is about a group of people who all get up like an ocean 11's type gang and they're going to go rob this vault in the middle of the casino because the guy who owns the casino tells them look there's 220 million dollars of cash underneath that casino if you want to go in break into the vault you can have 50 million to split it up however you want And so Dave Bautista's character, Scott Ward, decides he needs to do this so he can provide a better life for his piece-of-shit daughter, Kate Ward, who is also such a (laughs) piece-of-shit. So he gets a group of people that were already stuck in Las Vegas before, and Las Vegas has been overrun by zombies. And so he gets all his old gang that were in Las Vegas with him before, and they managed to make it out. Oh, God. And so they decide that they're just going to... They're going to go back. They're going to go back in. And we get to experience the garbage can that is them trying to go back and rob the vault of this $220 million. So please, join me as we enter this shitty review. So 43 seconds into the opening of the movie, after you see the Netflix logo. Because it is a Netflix movie you get this wonderful easter egg. Oh, but Tyler, how is that an easter egg? It just sounds like thunder and cars driving off afterwards. Yeah, because if you look behind the stupid fucking guard who's just sitting there scratching his nuts, you see these two orbs fly off in the background, which, by the way, will not be explained at all throughout this movie like everything else. So just keep that in mind, you see these two orbs fly off, it could be spaceships, it could be US military aircraft, it could be fucking lightning, you don't know because they don't explain it. Anyways, they're taking this payload out of Area 51, and as they're driving along the payload, they're trying to guess what it is exactly that's in the payload, because it could be anything. And at the same time, this stupid dude gets married to this girl from Vegas, and they're doing a little bit of extra adult activities on the front of the car, and let's just say that they get blown away i'll say it it's amazing oh, oh my god so yeah the military operatives who had the one job of protecting the payload didn't and what was the mastermind that managed to intercept this secret transmission of whatever this thing was in this giant metal container a dude getting car head that that that's the person that was able to stomp all this like oh my god it's so stupid they get in a car crash the fucking thing flips over and the door pops off and the guy radios to mission control he's like hey what do we do now we kind of like fucked up the mission they're like get out of there and he's like oh yeah the thing's open And as soon as that happens, I hang up the call. Because what comes out of the giant metal container? They said stay! (laughs) Oh my god, what is it? Is it a zombie? Is it an alien? Is it... The vegan teacher, if she ate meat, nobody fucking knows because they don't explain it and they continuously stay explicitly vague so you have no idea. And that is what's so frustrating to me about this. They they want you to think it's a zombie movie. They have everything that it is to be a zombie movie, but they keep tiptoeing around everything. And so now... After that, he ends up infecting two of the people like zombies do He end, ends up infecting two of the soldiers and they look over Las Vegas and this whole title sequence plays with like Ariel font, you know, the standard text that you put in any Microsoft document as the text that comes up, you get a whole sports training montage thing of Bautista and his crew as they're living through Las Vegas to the sound of like Elvis Presley music and all that. And it's kind of sad because they end up protecting people. And you see all the struggles that they go through. And at the end, a mom reunites with her daughter. And they somehow decide to wall off Las Vegas with shipping containers. Which I don't see how they were able to. Because later on, they start to explain that these zombies can think. And do you think that for one moment, these zombies never looked at this and went, Huh, they're boxing us in. No? No? No, they didn't. Okay, whatever. I guess they don't think about that either, so they build a giant wall around them. They just trump the shit out of this. They go, excuse me, I know we have a lot of zombies in Las Vegas. Las Vegas is a massive shithole. But what if we put a wall around it? It'll be a huge wall made nothing of shipping containers. It'll be perfect. And so they build a wall around it, and as the mother and daughter are trying to get out, they drop the final one on them and squish them. So it's officially sealed off. No more Las Vegas. And now, Dave Bautista's character, after he gets out, he gets approached by the owner of the big old restaurant with all the money in it. His name is Bly Tanaka, who is played by Hiroyuki Sanada. And he's like, look, I have a lot of money in there completely insured so I don't even need the money but if you can get it out there's 220 million in there you can have 50 million of it to split however you want and so Dave Batista thinks oh well I can use that money to give to my daughter and this is just a little funny side note they're talking about the whole zombie situation on the tv but as they're doing it they're also describing the covid situation because people thought oh well it's never gonna get that bad but they literally like explained it in here rights or abortion the next thing you know they have a temperature gun at your head or dragging you out of your house or your car under the guise of public safety we've tested thousands of nukes in the nevada desert this is no different so yeah he decides you know what i'm gonna give him up a call call Bly tanaka and he's like hey yo let's do this and he's like all right i need you to gather a crew and meet me at four o'clock tomorrow So he goes through and gets a lot of the old people that he knows, but he also needs to get some new people because he's going to need a safecracker and just some extra people, you know, to be bait for zombies, I guess, like just to kind of help out. And so he goes and gets each and every one of them. He gets Vanderho, they call Vandy, who's his good friend, Maria, who is also... These are the main three that were like together in the Las Vegas thing. And a little side note, they all have their stashes from that time. Fandy put his in a barrel in the middle of the desert. I don't understand the practicality of that. It's not like you're committing war crimes. You're just burying it in the desert for no reason. And they have to go get the rest of their crew. And the rest of their crew includes Mikey Guzman, who's played by Raul Castillo. I really like him. He did a really good job on his character. There was Gita Chambers. Those are two people. Gita was part of Guzman's like crew. And so they all kind of get together and then they meet my favorite character of the entire movie. And that's Dieta, who is the safe cracker. And he just knows everything about safe so much that he explains the safe to Dave Bautista character like this. Can I crack it? Yeah. <laughs> Can I crack it? This is like showing me a picture of Buddy Cherry's Madonna of the Magnificat. And asking me if I want to fuck her. Yeah, so he is a perfect character. He's funny. He's... This is the only guy that I like in this entire movie. And so now... Now they go and talk to Bly Tanaka. And he's explaining to them, Ocean's Eleven style, how they're going to get in. And there's a funny little easter egg when they finally break into the vault with the whole money and everything. In The left corner, if you look as soon as they open the door to the left, you see what appears to be the Snyder Cut. So, if you know what the Snyder Cut is, Zack Snyder posted a picture of a whole bunch of film reels of the original Justice League that he's like, This is my Justice League, and no, <laughs> nobody ever got to see it because it was so much better. And it was in these like big metal tins. And you can see the same big metal tins to the left of the vault door, which, if you ask me, is where this movie should have stayed. In those metal tins in this big-ass vault, so nobody would have to deal with it ever. It's so bad. Just listen. So I'm going to play the Easter egg for you, but every time I see these Snyder cuts, all I imagine is them putting this movie in those tins and locking it away forever, so I don't have to deal with it. Finally, she succumbs to the sheer dominance of his gentle... So yep, they go through their whole Ocean's Eleven style plan to get everything out of this stupid fucking vault, uh, and so they they start getting ready to go. Vandy teaches Dieta how to shoot, which is important, just important because as you can see, he's learning how to shoot. He's being taught how to shoot. He is developing. As a character which is important and I'll explain to you why here in just a little bit not bad for you first time <sighs> okay I got it I understand it. I understand it. what beautiful little machine <laughs> so yeah Dieta is learning how to shoot he's learning as a human being and so they all try to figure out how are they gonna get in to Las Vegas well Scott Ward's da- daughter works at like I wouldn't say a concentration camp, but like a camp that's right outside Las Vegas for people that came from Las Vegas and they don't really have a place to go for because for some reason they're keeping them out here and there's this like one really rapey guard dude who keeps walking around. Anyway, Scott Ward's daughter, Kate, <sighs> ends up getting the bus to bring them into the camp and basically there's this coyote lady who's going to be able to take them in and because she's going to be able to take them in, she... She does this for all the people that decide to come into Las Vegas who want to go in and maybe rob a couple of the slot machines, make some money, and go get a better life for themselves. Earlier on in the movie, there's this mom who's like, oh, yes, if I go inside, she can show me I can get to, I can get to the casinos and I can get some money so my kids and I can have a better life, yada, yada, yada. And Kate's like, no, don't do it, you have kids. So anyways, she ends up finding out that the kid's mom hasn't come back to them so she runs up to the coyote who's going to lead the gang in there to rob the bank she runs up punches her she's like why did you take her in there she has kids she's like i didn't fucking know she had kids she didn't tell me she had kids why are you mad at me she's like yes, she take her in there. She had kids." so she goes up to her dad and she's like and this is what a kid who wasn't beaten up as a child sounds like so you're gonna stay put we'll look for your friend. And I'll see you when we get out, okay? No. No, not okay. You listen. I'm going in either way. I can either go in with you and you can keep me safe or- Or I'll just sneak in after you. And I'll probably die. Yeah, I'd like to take the second option, please. Yes, can we just like feed her to whichever zombie wants to eat, bitch? (laughs) Because she's so annoying. I can't stand her throughout this entire thing. In a movie, you're usually kind of supposed to have a bad guy, a good guy, and somebody you feel bad for. This movie wants you to make her the person you feel bad for. But she... She is the definition of, I'm going to fuck up everything in this movie for the pure fact that I can. She does nothing... Besides, make everything worse for everybody else. Like, it's... It's her and the other main bad guy, who's Martin, who is Tanaka's, like, second-hand guy. He has ulterior motives. But besides him, she is the second worst contributing member to this entire team. And so they go into this... They go into Las Vegas. And as they're walking through, they they notice... (laughs) They notice this. What is this? Valentine. Valentine. It's a goddamn zombie tiger. That's crossing the line. That's right. It's a goddamn zombie tiger. Oh jeez. Yeah, it's a zombie tiger, so in case you were wondering who that was, that was Martin. That's Tanaka's right-hand man. Uh, Even even the animals are zombie, space, alien, fucking social experiments. I don't know, they don't explain any of it. Anyways, they take... Uh, while they were going in, they brought in the rapey guard for quote-unquote extra protection... And as he's in there, the coyote girl, who her name is Lily, she ends up shooting him in the knee and basically offers him up as an offering to the zombies because they can think, besides thinking about being trapped in shippy containers, apparently shippy containers are these zombie space alien things, worse kryptonite because the first guy got stuck in it anyways so yeah he gets offered to them and they ended up taking him they're like we need to make a trade and uh, it's so stupid so they end up making a trade and they take him and they start to try to go further into the town and as they're in there they start thinking that oh martin's probably gonna be you know a bad guy they should definitely watch out for him because he's definitely got ulterior motives and because of that This one girl who is Guzman's friend, so Guzman is just like this standard YouTube kind of streamer who basically just, you know, for the fun of it, streams himself killing zombies and all that. And as he's doing that, he has a friend, and she comes with him, and as they're walking through, the hibernating zombies, because yes, they... (sighs) They hibernate for some reason because they're zombies, and even though they don't survive off of anything and they're already dead, they still need to sleep. Because why not? And because of that, they're trying to shuffle through them, and they're making a path with glow sticks, and Martin tosses a glow stick the other direction. Basically trapping Geta, which is Guzman's friend, and she's trying to fight them off because she wakes them up. She ends up jumping out of win- and he sabotaged her twice so first with a glow stick and then he locked the door so she couldn't get through so she had to jump through a window she fights off a gun amount of them until they'd start to overpower him and uh, overpower her and Guzman has to shoot the gas tank on the back of her which for some reason blows up <sighs> which I don't it it doesn't react like this it just doesn't <laughs> So yeah, he shoots the literal just gas tank on her back and she blows up and kills a lot of the other zombies because, oh my god, because movie, I guess. And because of that, they start to move on into, you know, further on in and they get to the casino where it has everything, they turn the power back on. And Dave Bautista and his daughter have this wonderful conversation, which reminds you that, She wasn't beat enough as a kid. I spent so long hating you that I can't just turn that off. I spent so much time hating you after you fucking saved me from dying in Las Vegas. I hate you. Shut up, you dumb bitch. You should be ecstatic that you weren't turned into fucking taco meat by these idiots like you don't understand how lucky you are to not be dead and all the while dieta and vandy and guzman so this is my trio of three favorite characters they all go down to where the safe is they clear it out some dieta even kills his first zombie doesn't by the way (laughs) doesn't headshot them miraculously he shoots them like in the chest and everything then gets them in the head because he's not a trained shooter but as we as they're down there of course it's going to be booby trap so vandy actually gets a pretty good idea but in practice seems stupid he goes up and gets a zombie and brings them down so they can walk through the thing but of course the first one just turns to them and tries to eat them And so they have to kill it, and so they bring down another one, and this time they microwave a hand and throw it down to the end of the hallway, and for some reason the zombie goes for the microwaved hand. And as he's walking through, he gets hit with tranquilizers, then gets shot with guns from side to side, which I'm surprised none of them hit him in the head, but, you know. And the entire time Dieter's like, that's supposed to be non-lethal. But, it's probably clear now. So is that it Dieter, huh? Is it safe now? I think probably Okay, okay, now now it's now it's probably clear. Yep. Yep, now it's probably clear because in case you couldn't tell, Zombie just got panini pressed. And all the while while they're trying to get to the safe and all that, he starts working on it. A news bulletin comes up on the TV upstairs, which, oh, it's just, uh, <sighs> can you put anything more cliche into a movie like this? Just, uh, I don't even fucking. Marked a reversal of his earlier position that dropping the nuke on the fourth would be, quote, really cool and the ultimate fireworks show and, quote, actually kind of patriotic if you think about it. Due to fears that mounting anger from humanitarian groups would cause the bombing to be postponed indefinitely, the administration has made the dramatic choice to not postpone the bombing, but rather to move it up by a full 24 hours. (sighs) scheduled drop time now coming at sunset tonight. So congratulations, they moved up the plot because I guess they had too much time to begin with. So yep, for... A literary device that's supposed to help speed up the movie, it doesn't make it any less than two and a half hours. So, I guess you tried? I don't know. And all the while, while they're trying to do that, Martin's car- Martin is trying to go and get some blood so they can test it, but instead he cuts off the head of the quote-unquote queen, because he's like, you know how much this head would be worth? worth way more than what's in that vault and that's the whole reason he came in was so Tanaka could like sell the head and shit to other foreign entities and make a shit ton of money but now because he did that the master of the zombies who is Zeus the guy from the very beginning he finds out that she's dead and he carries her body all the way back to their main hub and while he's there he reaches into her stomach and pulls out a zombie baby fetus thing, because it's blue, and for, like, so-, so that means these zombies fucked, like, that's what it means, and how, like, how does any of this work, they're zombies, they're not, like, they don't bleed or anything, they, they shouldn't be secreting fluids, they shouldn't have the ability to do this. And so he reaches in and pulls out the baby, and I guess this is what that sounds like. See <laughs> so, yeah, up, dead baby zombie. And he's pissed off. And so now they're going to go kill them. Because they killed his child. I guess. I I don't know. It would be fun if somebody explained this. But they don't explain this. Because nobody feels the responsibility of explaining movie plots. Or having any sort of sensibility to it. So he goes and. Now he's pissed. So now they go to the same casino that they're in. And they're starting to storm in. And all the while the fucking dipshit daughter escaped through this little escape hatch while Batista wasn't watching and she's out there by herself now as they're running and she's hiding but they go to the casino and all the while Maria who's close friends with Batista is explaining how she loves him and how she's gonna be there to help him and as soon as as soon as the elevator opens yep so she gets her head turned completely around and maria is now dead there's a lot of other people i wish to be dead before this but they're not so now everyone starts freaking out Bautista and Vandy kind of hold off a good amount of them. And then Bautista, Lily, and Guzman go run down another corridor. Because they're going to go up the the little trap door that the other girl went out of. But as they do, Martin went out before them and locked them in. Because he's a dick. And so now they have Vandy's big ass saw. And so they're just going to have to saw through the wall. And so that's what they start doing. And while they're escaping, Vandy and Dieta, they are like, oh shit. The money and so they run back for the money before they can get out of there vandy and zeus the main zombie start fighting each other and while they're fighting each other vandy's like holding his own but zeus ends up like beating the hell out of him and right before he goes to bite him oh god dieta comes up and hits zeus pushes him away from vandy pushes vandy into the vault and And basically saves them, but at what cost? (laughs) And so partly through this the entire time martin's already gone and he's out there and he's like okay time to look at that head that i cut off of the zombie queen that kind of screwed everybody else and as soon as he does he opens it and realizes lily swapped it out with a money a money presser or a money counter not a presser and so he's like oh well that sucks but at the same time there's that goddamn tiger walks up behind him (laughs) so yeah he basically gets his head mushed in by the zombie tiger and gets turned into a Meow Mix. And, and this is where everything starts to absolutely just blow my mind and I get really frustrated. So right before they cut the hole in the wall for Guzman and Bautista to get out oh, and Lily, one of the zombies runs down the corridor and he has glowing blue eyes. Why, you may ask? I don't fucking know. Go ask Zack Snyder. Oh, wait, they did. He doesn't fucking know. So who, who is explaining this? Like, there's no reason for it. And so they're going through the main floor of the casino. And there's another part where Bautista's character is up on the table and he shoots a zombie. And it's a fucking cyborg underneath. Like, what is going on? They don't, they don't explain it whatsoever and why you may ask I don't know Snyder doesn't know nobody knows they just let's just fucking make some of the zombies robots because we're gonna have a Teen Titans crossover this is uh, obviously this is the what if episode of Marvel if what if Cyborg became a zombie and like fucked other zombies and had baby zombies like (laughs) duh this is so stupid and so as they're running through the casino Guzman ends up getting bitten In a typical Guzman fashion, goes out the most Scarface way possible. He pulls off all of his grenade pins and just blows them all to hell. So for those of you keeping track at home, we now have... Bautista, Lily, the helicopter fighter, and the daughter, who are still alive. The daughter is going to the main hub to rescue the stupid mom who put herself in that situation anyways. And is not now responsible for any of this. And so now, Dave, Bautista, and Lily are at the top of the roof. Oh my god. And as they get up there, the big baddie, Zeus, ends up getting up there also. Bautista's already on the helicopter and Lily's sitting there and she takes out the head of the queen and holds it hostage and is basically holding the hostage the head hostage and she's still somehow alive and the guy cares for some reason but anyways they get distracted and as they're distracted Zeus basically spears the shit out of Lily. <laughs> at the end of that you may have heard a little splat yeah it's because she just dropped the head off the side of the building and it splats on the ground so the queen is now dead so props to that that was kind of funny so now they're in the helicopter and bautista's like oh we gotta go save my daughter and so they fly over to the other one and mind you put imagine this in your head at the moment they are all on top of this building right now and they just flew off of the helicopter Bautista and the pilot fly immediately to the Olympus on the other side. And that takes them maybe five minutes. And in the same amount of time, the Zeus zombie goes from the top of the hotel all the way down, gets on his undead horse. Yeah, because he has an undead horse. Rides it all the way to the other one and gets up to the top at the same amount of time. And during that time, they ended up changing the rapey security guard and the daughter Kate Ward for some reason becomes James fucking Bond and just starts headshotting zombies as they're running down the corridor to her like she doesn't miss a shot this is ridiculous this is is so incredibly ridiculous and if you believe any of this you're an idiot and I don't care if you like this movie or not if you think That this 20-something-year-old kid who bitches about her, dad who saved her, thinks that she can headshot all these zombies like it's nothing. You're an idiot. This has no complete idea in any type of reality as to why she's able to just start headshotting fools like it's nothing. It's ridiculous. You're making a main character... With insane amount of plot armor. That if they were on the buildings in 9-11. They could have done 20 backflips and landed on their feet just fine. This is ridiculous. And this is stupid. And that's why this movie is absolute garbage. Anyways. They end up getting onto the helicopter. But as they do. Zeus hops on with them. And (sighs) the, the nukes coming down any second now. So, as they're going down and like flying around, Bautista manages to struggle with them, and Zeus ends up biting him. But Bautista eventually gets the better of him. Yep, the helicopter crashes, just absolutely eats it. And now, remember that plot armor I just told you about? Yeah, everybody died in it, but the plot armor daughter I'm just not kind of calling her the plotter is perfectly fine, like she maybe twisted her ankle <sighs> out of a helicopter crash, surviving a nuclear bomb right behind them. And as I said, Bautista ended up getting bitten, so now he has to get put down. (laughs) And in another wild case of plot armor, Vandy, who was locked into the vault, somehow manages to find a way out of this unbreakable vault. And he walks through a radioactive wasteland just fine, finds a car... He has all his money because he came from the vault. Drives to an airport, gets on a plane, starts enjoying life. Then he gets all lightheaded, goes into the bathroom, only to realize he was bitten. And that's where it ends off. Oh my god. This movie sucks. Army of the Dead. Is a terrible movie. And if you like it. If you enjoy it. I've got a short bus sitting for you right outside my house. Because you are absolutely ridiculous. There is no utter reason you should take any enjoyment out of this movie. Except for theater, Guzman. There's some funny parts. But besides that, this movie is not something that anybody should go. Oh man, all time movies army of the dead. That's why I'm like, the rating on this is way too high. It's completely stupid. Not only do you have a plot that makes no sense, and you start giving your characters unbreakable plot armor, it's just... Oh my god. Like I said, they could be taped to the bottom of the Titanic, hit the glacier iceberg, sink to the bottom, and then somehow have survived because they had enough air in their rectal cavity that allowed them to float up to the top, and when they floated up to the top, just so happened to land on the same raft as Tom Hanks from Castaway. Like it's so utterly stupid. Anyways, before I blow my brains out like a cyborg zombie, let me go ahead and give you my three categories and rank them: with plot, acting, and cinematography. Plot, ass. If you come for this movie, you're an, for the plot. You're an idiot. It's literally the embodiment of the, I watch anime for the story. No. No, you don't. You, Trust me, I, I see what you're watching. You're not watching it for the story. And if you're watching this, you're not watching it for the story. Because if you're watching this for the story, to think that people are breaking into a zombie-infested area for... Some of them are only offered $250,000 cash. Yeah, no. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. Because I don't think I'm going to come out alive. You're ridiculous if you think that that's what's going to happen. And you're an idiot. So plot, zero. Acting? Oh god. No, I liked Lily was a good character. Dieta and Guzman. Those are my three. Anyone else can go suck a duck. I don't give a shit. They're all bad. Bautista? Bautista's good. But his reasoning for this is all stupid. He's trying to reconnect with his daughter. There's other ways. Invite her to fucking go have lunch. Maybe go eat every once in a while. Like, there's other things that you can do besides going to risk your life to break into a vault. So you can get money for your daughter to go start a fucking college fund or some shit like that. And it's so ridiculous. It's so stupid, the plot. Like Like I said, the acting... He did good acting. Dieta, phenomenal. Guzman, phenomenal. Lily also did a pretty good job. I'll, I'll give you the names of them so I can give them proper credit. Because besides them, everyone else in this is absolute and complete garbage. So Batista definitely understand Bautista. Vandy wasn't even bad either. Vandy was good, so I'm sorry that I kinda left him out. Dieta was Matthias Sch- oh, Shit. Swogolpha. Because he's he's European, so he's gonna have a name like that. Lily was Nora on Ar- oh sh god dang. Nora Arnazadia and then as I said earlier, Mikey Guzman was Raul Castillo. A little fun fact, Tig Nataro, who was Marina Peters, who was the helicopter flyer, she was green screened in at the last minute because Chris D'Elia decided to become like a rapist. <laughs> and so she was completely green screened in. They did a pretty good job with that. So but I guess that falls on their cinematography. Which cinematography cinematography was good like it was like i said this is the embodiment of if you spend millions of dollars to make a movie but completely forget the plot you know the whole drawing of the horse where it's like the front half is like beautifully drawn and then the back half is stick figure yeah that's this the front half was plot budgeting casting and then the back half is just story like it's bad it's so absolutely bad and if you think it's good yeah <sighs> Don't. If you think it's good, enjoy your army of the dead garbage. Enjoy it. Because it's garbage. It looks good. It's fun to look at. It would be like the Mona Lisa. It's fun to look at, but it's not good for anything. It sits there like. I don't know. And like I said, here's some of the awards that it was nominated for because it didn't win shit because it's bad. It, won, it was nominated for a Hollywood Critics Association for a Tig Notaro, which is who I told you was green-screened in as Best Supporting Actress. And then there was the Hollywood Music and Media Awards for Best Original Score in a Horror Film. And it was Junkie XL, which was just the music. And it didn't win any awards for plot. It didn't even get close to it. It was carried by cinematography and acting, because the plot of this is non-existent, and it's garbage. But... That is enough of that. Let me go ahead and get into the reviews of what everyone else gave it and what I am ultimately going to give it. All right, so I have all the reviews pulled up right here. We have on IMDB, like I stated at the beginning of this, IMDB gave it a <laughs> 5.8 out of 10. And it was in popularity rank. It was so it's at 65 now. Last time, it was up 20 spots. So it was at 42. And this came out in May. Why is this at 42 and we go over to the Rotten Tomato Meter. The critics did a decent job. They did better. They gave it a 67%. The audience gave it a 75 which I don't know who's rating movies for the audience on here, but y'all need to do some fact checking or something because this shouldn't be nowhere near what this is. So I've given you IMDb's a 5.8 out of 10. I've given you Rotten Tomato meter, Tomato meter at sixty-seven, and the audience score at seventy-five, and we get to my score, the score everyone should go by, and I am going to give Army of the Dead, directed by Zack Snyder, and I know this might be a little bit ambitious, but I'm going to give it a point zero two. Not even a 1. I'm giving it a .02 out of 10. And you may be asking yourself, why why, why a .02? That seems harsh. Because there's only two characters that I care about in this movie. And that was Guzman and Dieta. They did a great job besides that. Terrible movie, terrible plot. Cinematography looked good. But that doesn't matter when everything else is so absolute shit that it means nothing. So yeah. Army of the Dead, I'm giving it a .02. Not 1. Not 2. But a 0.02 because of Guzman and Dieter. Those are the only two people that I like. So thank you for tuning in to Army of the Dead. And look, I had this done in under an hour. You can listen to this probably close to three times before you have time to watch the entire Army of the Dead. So go ahead and do that. Listen to this three times. Instead of listening and watching Army of the Dead, you'll come out a lot saner. You'll look a lot better. It's a proven fact that if you listen to this, you are a dashing human being. And that's that's all that I could tell you. There are so many better things to do other than watch Army of the Dead for two and a half hours. You can listen to this three times. You can take a toothpick, stick it underneath the, every single one of your toenails, and kick the wall as hard as you can. You can jump off a building, depending on how high it is. You can maybe even do it multiple times. Or you can go for the world record of holding your breath underwater. Either way, there's so many better things to do. Don't watch this movie. If you watch it, then God bless your soul. I hope that you have a wonderful existence. And I I will pray for you in the afterlife. But that's the end of my review. I'd like to take a quick second to shout out Anchor. Anchor has been incredibly helpful with everything that they have done so far. We greatly appreciate them sponsoring us. Without Anchor, we were pretty much stuck to only sending our podcast out to Spotify, but with Anchor, we are able to send it pretty much anywhere that you can think of. We are available on Google, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, CastBox, Apple Podcasts, pretty much anywhere you can get podcasts. We look forward to listening to what y'all had to say about anything that we do, you can always send us an email at samewavelengthpod at gmail.com or at the bottom of most of these on Spotify, you can leave a response. You can answer questions that are usually left there. I usually ask what you think of the movie. But if you ever want to get in contact with us, you can always shoot us an email. We are trying to have more guests onto the podcast we just had one with michael's brother and my good friend aaron feel free to go check that out it's on the same wavelength podcast like it's just one of the main episodes feel free to listen to that and until i see you all next time i am going to go to las vegas and try to rob a bank while there's zombies everywhere to try to get money and make a completely terrible movie in the process about zombie space aliens anyways thanks everyone see y'all next week temperature is 67 degrees thanks for flying with us fuck